Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we've got a great show today with an important topic on father loss, and dads are so important in our lives, and we've got a family who's really pulled it together and come through after a tremendous loss, so I want to introduce them, Heidi. Okay, Mama, we're going to be talking about honoring my dad today, and our guests have certainly done that. So we have Nikita Finch, and we have Niles Finch, her son, so we've got mom and son. Niles is an actor. He is Little Randall. It's called This Is Us. I'm sure everybody out there has seen it. And Little Randall is amazing on it. So I'm super excited to interview him today and find out how he has gone on without his dad, who was so important to him. So Niles is an actor and a celebrity ambassador for A Caring Hand and is the spokesperson for Katie's Club. In 2013, mom, Niles' father, Frederick, and Nikita's husband, Frederick, was diagnosed with lupus and passed away just four months later. So my hearts go out to both of you. After this life-changing event, Niles has become an advocate of grief programs and lupus awareness programs. And he is also a celebrity ambassador with Lupus LA. He has been in a lot of things because he is an actor. And like I said, he is Randall on This Is Us. <laughs> he has just got a lot of positive energy and you both do. And we want to find out how, how you do it and how you got there. And if you have any advice for people out there. In hearing about your story about your dad, um, you know, I just want to recap it a little bit for people. You were living in um, Atlanta, right? And mm-hmm. moved to New York and had opportunities like with the Lion King and whatever. You've done so many things. But I, I guess your big cheerleader, I'm sure mom, but dad was the, you know, your man. And uh, how old were you when you, uh, he was diagnosed? Uh, I was 12 when he was diagnosed. It must be tough acting after you've had something like that. My mindset was, um, this is something he'd be wanting me to do, so why stop? I remember when he passed away, I believe I had an audition. The next uh-huh. day, I booked it and was working later that week. Yeah. So that was a way that you honored his legacy and you knew that that's what he wanted you to be doing, it sounds like, right, Niles? Exactly. I love that. I love that. And, and, and I'm also thinking about how this must have really hit home for you when Jack on This Is Us died. Yeah, uh, when Jack and William died, that really, uh, really well, touched me. Exactly. Uh, Those are the father figures in the show. Yes. When, uh, when I was reading the script uh, when Jack passed away and watching the episode, uh, where William passed away, it was very, very, very difficult, especially the William episode, because uh, how Randall was watching his father pass away was very similar to uh, what happened to me. Uh, so, wow. you know, so watching so for, that was weird. You know, so those for those of you that don't know about the show, William is Randall's biological father, and Jack is his adopted father. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, seeing that and uh, being connected to Randall was difficult. Uh, but you know, uh, I feel like in a way it's therapy for me and I probably, I'm hoping it is for other people 
because you're getting to deal with uh, stuff you may not have, have addressed. And I'm someone that did address it and I know how much it affected me. So I can't imagine how, what it would be like for someone who hasn't really addressed their grief. You know, when you talk about addressing it, um, uh, let's talk a little bit about a caring hound. Well, I literally, I just Googled. I started Googling resources. I just felt that, you know, we needed some type of um, grief resource. Mm -hmm. And in Googling them, they were right there. And, you know, New York, that's one of the reasons we love it. You can catch the subway everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I said, this is right on the subway line. And at the time, my daughter, his sister had just turned seven. She turned seven in December and uh, he passed in January. And so I, I found that. And what I liked about it is I was with a group and then Niles was with a teen group and then she was with a younger group. Like, you know, they did a lot of art therapy. And so it just seemed like a, a really great resource. And after we went, you know, and they started going, they, they enjoyed it. So. Well, Niles, I want to ask you, because we hear so many guys, kids, uh, it's hard to get them to go to anything. Did mm -hmm. your mom have to drag you? Or how um, did you get to go? She definitely had to drag me. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I was really down to going to like the fourth or fifth time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she, she definitely had to drag me. But it was worth it in yeah, the end. I told them they had to go. I said, you have to go. And they're, you know, I have obedient children. So they knew they had to go and we were getting on the train to go. So they offer pizza. And so they were joking, we're, we'll go for the pizza. We'll go for the pizza. So Niles, how many times did it take before you, she didn't have to drag you? I'll say the fourth time, but there was still a little resistance. I don't think I was really talking until probably the third yeah. time I was there. It took time for me to truly open up. Then you went to Katie's club. Let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I went to Case Club too, which is also this, uh, this grief counseling program in Atlanta. And I feel that, that, that took me a while to open up too. I, I probably went there like five times before I was able to open up. But they were taking us on trips and stuff, which, uh, you know, was like the only reason I, I really wanted to go to begin with. The counselors at Case Club and the Karen Hand were just so uh supportive and there by my side that even when uh i really didn't want to talk i knew that i was in a, a good place you know and was surrounded by you know people that cared no pun intended i i love this because um i'm sure it makes you a better actor because you can actually go to those places they have taken you to places where you know people fear to go and don't want to go they don't want to go touch that pain and and you can be there and and actually be in that kind of depth you know there's a a thing that we say in the therapy world you can only be as happy as you've ever been sad and man you can be happy but the, there's one yeah. thing though about going to that place uh a lot of people ask me like oh do you think about your dad when you're doing scenes with jack where you're crying about him dying well i've addressed my grief mm -hmm. uh, so it doesn't make me cry anymore uh it doesn't it doesn't bring me sadness. I can use it, but it really doesn't bring anything to me because I feel like I, I've addressed it and I don't, I don't look at it as a burden anymore, but something that motivates me. Uh, so it's more like, let's knock out this crying scene because I know my dad would be proud. Not, oh my God, my dad isn't here. Let's cry about it. I love that. That's a Thank great you. example of it, that you can address it, but you don't stay there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think I, I always had this saying with them that you have to go through to get through. 
Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people think that, you know, when your loved one passes, like it's something you get over. And I think the biggest thing we dealt with through the grief programs is that you don't. You learn how to live with it. Right. And it's okay. And we still talk about their dad. And, you know, it's like he, he was here for, you know, most of their lives. So it's, you know, it's not something that we're just going to stop because he left, you know. So we pull from it. It's a source of strength now. It sounds like that Niles is celebrating his father's life and the way that he lived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the legacy. Because, yeah, exactly. That's where we all need to get so that we can find hope again. And that's what the show is all about is finding hope. So I love that you both really honor, honor him by celebrating the life that he lived. Yeah, yeah. And that's what Lupus LA does too. And Kate's Club. And, you know, it just gives us hope. I feel like we're a testimony, you know, yes. in terms of what happened with us, that tragedy can bring triumph, you know? Now, I know you guys are reaching out uh, to try to help other people. And, and uh, Niles, I read that you're really interested in uh, finding cures for lupus and that kind of thing. Uh, what kind of things are you guys doing um, to bring this uh, forward? So I became an ambassador for this, uh, this program out in uh, L.A. called Lupus L.A. Mm-hmm. That uh, heavily helps people that have lupus, lupus research. And uh, we, uh, we go to hospitals to talk to children that uh, have uh, lupus and other stuff. Uh, but it's all about helping raise awareness and raise money. I would like you guys to give some advice and you know your best or how if I've just lost the dad or if I've just lost the husband uh, and I'm trying to help my son. From a mother's perspective, one I did a lot of reading, and so one of the things I read is that the key to the survival of the children is the uh, the mother, the surviving parent. And so for me, you know, I knew I had to be strong, but at the same time, I think it's okay to let your children see you hurt a little bit. They need to know you're human. And so in doing that, we became even closer as a family because they were, you know, there for me. If I was in the bathroom too long, they'd check on me because they knew I was in there crying or, you know, going through it. So um, I think it's also good to let your children know you're human and letting, you know, them know they can release too. Um, But at the same time, you know, knowing that all is not lost, you know, that you still have each other. And, you know, uh, we also have faith. And so um, for us, that's another thing that got us through, you know, our faith and, and just our love for each other and knowing what his dad would have wanted, you know, he would have wanted us to go on. And so mm-hmm. I think that was important too. So I think a lot of the advice starts even beforehand, you know, to love each other and to really be close as a family and to communicate, you know, so that if something tragic happens, you, you kind of know how to go and you can still steer it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, thank you. That's wonderful. How about you, Niles? Uh, I think the reason I uh, am where I am today is because I didn't wallow in it. Mm-hmm. And I focused on the fact that he wouldn't have wanted me to wallow in it. Working to the goals that we had made when he was alive really helped me deal with his passing because I feel like I turned my sadness into drive and the need to stay active, which can also be a negative at, at, at some times. But I, I believe, you know, staying active and, you know, not looking at death as a burden, but something that 
makes you want to strive for greatness uh, because I believe it made me look at life differently to know how he was a healthy person and passed away that quick, viewing it as we don't know how much time we have. I love what Niles is saying, Mom, because I feel like he honored his dad's life by living his own to the fullest. And one of the things I think, too, is being okay with dealing with the grief. And, and grief programs help you because one of the things both of the children said is it was amazing to be around other children that had lost, too, or that yeah. had experienced like them. And so, um, you know, it, a lot of things like the closeness of our family you know, you could take it for granted, but they realize, man, you know, other people lost, you know, parents that didn't have time to say goodbye or, you know, just all these other things. And yeah. so you realize how, you know, I hate to say how small you are, you know, in the whole scheme of things, but you realize that, you know, there are other people going through the same things that you have gone through. So it's a good thing to be humbled, you know, that way. And, you know, just to have that as a resource, I just think grief programs are, a good resource and everybody should do them. So they, it helps them process. And, and I know that, that Niles is the ambassador for a caring hand, right Niles? Yes. yes. So that's amazing because you're building awareness for a caring hand. And I know that they have grief support groups all over New York city. Yes. And yes. I've recommended some of my friends going there to a caring hand yes. and a case club because grief counseling is really needed uh, through, through the process of dealing with the passing of someone you care about. What a fantastic family you guys are. I love you yeah. both. Oh, You're thank great. you so much. You are amazing. Thank you for having me here. It is awesome. You, you yeah. guys are, you walk the walk, you talk the talk. <laughs> there is hope after loss. Oh, yeah. Your dad is doing so much today through the work that you're both doing. You're keeping his legacy alive and you are both changing the world in profound ways. So thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having us on. I love that you have this program. It's so needed too. We want to thank Alrighty. everybody for watching the show today. And we hope you'll visit us at opentohope.com and tell other people about it because we truly want you to find hope after loss. And we want to give that voice to grief and recovery. And Heidi and I want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.